Welcome to season three of Motivate Me. We invite you to travel the 50 states in 90 days as we interview people about their passion. Why? In order to inspire you to live a life that's more exciting or more meaningful. This is Motivate Me, and I'm Lynette Renda. Okay, so today I am actually at the North Star Equestrian Center, and we are in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Do you know what a big deal that is for me, Mr. Ransom? You know I don't. Um, <laughs> I'm from a small town, and so being here, the city, as they call it here in Cheyenne, it's not really a city to me. Um, you know, it's it's a small town feeling, so it, it you get a little bit of both. You get downtown, but you also get to be out here and, and enjoy nature and enjoy you know what Wyoming has to offer. So. Wyoming to a Jersey girl, though, is crazy. It's so <laughs> beautiful. It's a little different than the ocean, huh? <laughs> yes, it is. It's very Something expansive. Uh -huh. You know, everything is, and my crew, they're kind of more used to it than I am. But for me, I just feel like, wow, you can really breathe out here. You can stretch out here. And there's so many farms. It's just our country is so beautiful. I mean, even just this arena in here and your horse jet mm -hmm. is awesome. And yeah, it's a good time. You know, it's... um. You know, Jet's been a pleasure to work with, um, but but being out here, you really get a sense of what life was like in the 1800s. Um, you know, and and when cowboys really started to become a, a popular, you know, hero, so to speak. Um, all the western movies you see, you know, they always try to base them on tombstone type days. You know, and being out here, you kind of get that history, and you you can kind of see what they saw. And and for me, I think that's the coolest part. It kind of brings you back. To where you you know where you started at so. Now I'm thinking it. I'm thinking your parents intentionally gave you a huge cowboy name Skip Ransom that's pretty cowboy. You know um, <laughs> Skip's a nickname uh, that my dad came up with he wanted to name me that uh, and my mom wanted to name me Jeffrey um, and because that's the way that it goes as the patriarch of the family they always give the next son the oldest son their, their middle name. Um, and my dad said, no, I'm not doing that. So my mom named me Jeffrey, um, but, then, but I've been called Skip my whole life. No, nobody calls me Jeffrey. So, uh, you know, and, and it is a pretty cool name. It's a Western name. I hear it all the time. You know, people say, well, that's a cool name. You know, um, I hope that I'm doing it justice uh, being a cowboy. Uh, you know, being a cowboy is a lot more than just what I'm wearing, you know. Um, anybody that has integrity, that has, you know, a good work ethic, uh, anybody that has respect for everybody and everything, um, they really embody what a cowboy is. It doesn't matter what you're wearing. I love that. You know, cowboy's more than just a hat. Okay, so. but about the hat. <laughs> yeah, this... Uh, but about that hat, though. This is... Would uh, you consider that a 10-gallon ten ten No, hat? you know, this is a this is a resist-all. Uh, it was an open-open, so that means the crown wasn't shaped and the, uh, the brim wasn't shaped. Um, and this is a 5-inch brim, so normally you're going to get a 4.5-inch brim. Uh, and that's a little smaller, a little easier to digest. But um, this is my own design. I, I, you know, told the shaper what I wanted uh, as far as the brim goes and the, and the crown. Uh, they call this a cattleman's crease up here. I'm not sure why, but, uh, you know, and, and every cowboy hat's different. You know, there's not one cowboy that has the same hat as somebody else. 
Uh, and that's really kind of, it kind of tells the personality of the cowboy, you know. Um, and, and this hat was given to me by a gentleman uh, down in Dallas, Texas. And, you know, he saw me on, on Facebook or whatever doing my videos. And he said, hey, don't worry about it. It's on me. So this hat means a little more than, than a hat you would buy. Um, just because somebody thought what I was doing was, was you know, impacted their life somehow. And so they gave me this uh this hat here so and you know we put patches on here one of my sponsors is on here cowboy fresh um, they're a clothing company and, and you know so we we have a lot of different things that go into being a cowboy as far as the attire goes but this is probably the most important um, probably the most original item you'll find at a cowboy so if a hat says a lot about the cowboy mm -hmm. what does that hat say about you well it says that I'm I'm probably a little bit of a, of a spirited person it's not a plain looking hat it's got some some different colors in there um you know it's it's big but it's not too big um and it, it gives me a, a little bit of flair you know it's a little different the, the sides are a little lower uh the crown you know is different so i, I don't really know what it says about me I, I think that's up to the interpretation of who's looking at me but um you know for me it's just it it's what i like it's what's comfortable it's what i think looks good and so that's why I get, all my hats are shaped this way so tell everybody about your videos um well i, I try to do a uh, a motivational video once or twice a week um really just to get people amped up about what they're doing uh, you know, I found that, that a lot of people struggle with, I can't, I won't, I don't have enough, I, I don't, you know, whatever their excuse is. Um, and sometimes it just takes somebody else telling you, look, I've been there, you can do it, I promise. Um, and so really what I try to do is just get people motivated, you know, and, and if motivation to them is making their bed every morning, and I'm a part of that, then I've done my job, you know. Yeah, I know how you feel. So, you know, that's it. That's all I really try to do is, is you know, I've, I've always tried to be a better person, not for myself, but for somebody else. Because yeah. you don't know what their story is. You don't know what their life is like. And maybe they need that. Um, and the Internet, thank God for it, you know, we can reach thousands of people in a second. Um, and so it's been a really powerful tool, and it's been really fun for me to kind of see people come in and, and comment and you know call me and say hey you know that's great that's awesome you know thanks for doing that I needed that or whatever so and the passion we're here to talk to you about today you were actually referred to me by a previous guest on my show mm -hmm. and he said and I know you you're too humble to call yourself this but he said <laughs> you're a horse whisperer <laughs> and well. really the reason I mention that is because you know you're talking about helping people and one of the things you do is help people acclimate to their horses or help the horses acclimate to their new families right is well that in a sense I guess uh, I do but mostly what I do is people bring me horses sometimes or I'll go look at a horse um, me and my fiance have a rehabilitation business so we rehab horses and bucking bulls and stuff and so they bring me horses like Jet um, who they're afraid of or they're scared of. And 99% of the time, it's not the horse, it's the human. Um, because humans are built on fear and, and we are kind of in that nature of, oh, it scares me. Um, we quit before we get started. So when they bring me a horse, it's really for me, when I evaluate the horse, I go, okay, it's not you. <laughs> it's your mom or dad or whoever owned you. Um, and so what I try to do, uh, like I've done with Jet is bring the horse to a level where he's confident in a human and then bring the human in and say hey i've got your horse here i want you to do what i've been doing so that you both kind of meld together and become a team 
Um, you know, I don't know if I'm a horse whisperer. That's a pretty big, uh, big belt buckle to wear because um, there's plenty of guys out there that are better than me, I'm sure. But um, I just understand horses at a different level, I think. Uh, and, and God's given me an amazing talent to be able to be around horses, and I've never had a problem with them. Um, when that horse came, he was a bucking horse. He, he wouldn't, he couldn't ride him. Uh, and the day that she brought him, I got on him, and I rode him around, and I said, he doesn't buck. And it's, that's really it, you know. I, Why do you think he was bucking? Because he didn't trust her. He didn't trust her. He didn't trust the environment. A lot of times, animals are reaction-based. They, they can't speak to you, right? So everything that they know about you is based on how you act, your body language. Um, and and the, my favorite thing about horses is that they can't lie, and they won't lie. Um, and so when Jet came to me, he was telling me she's afraid. And because she's afraid, I'm afraid. Um, because they're herd animals, and if the leader's afraid, then what are they? They're afraid. Um, and so we kind of had to break down some walls, and it took us a while, but um, my approach is slow. My approach is easy. Uh, there's a lot of trainers out there that it's a money-based business for them, and so they, 30 days they have to get horses in. And for me, you know, I do it as a career. I make money doing it. Um, but really my, my purpose isn't to make money. My purpose is to get that horse and that human in a place where they're both comfortable and they're safe. You know, and, and I take a lot of pride in that. So, Do you have a favorite story, a favorite <laughs> horse that you remember? I do. I, uh, when I started doing this, uh, really is I started doing it in 2008 when I graduated high school. Um, I've never been real good at having a job. I, I can't have a job. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a very good employee. But uh, <laughs> so I had a horse that, uh, they called Sweet Pea, and she was a little brown, real cute horse. Um, and the guy said, if you break her and sell her, you can have her. Or if you break her, you can have her and sell her yourself. And I said, okay. So I started riding this horse and just kind of, you know, dealing with her. And she came along so fast and so easy, it was like, effortless really and so I took her to the sale because she was riding really good I took her to the sale locally in town and I rode her in the arena and she broke in half she just bucked and reared and kicked and was wild <laughs> um, and I said I don't know what's wrong with you so we took her home and I was, I was on my way home and I got a phone call and the guy said look I want to buy your horse and I said ah, she's not for sale she's not ready to go he said no 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 she's ready to go I'm gonna buy her um, and that, the guy that bought her actually went and, and placed at a couple rodeos and ended up making the circuit finals on that horse in the calf rope. And so um, my favorite horse, I think, in the last 10 years that I've been doing this or so is probably Sweet Pea. She's probably the best one because she had a spirit, you know. It sounds like her spirit was similar to yours. Probably so. That's probably why she acted that way. Cause she, exactly. she I kinda see that was, in you. She was kind of like, look, I don't want to go over there. I want to stay here. Um, you know, but, you know, the horses that I train and the horses that I get to interact with, are, they're all different. They all have a different personality. Some are alpha, some are, some are beta, some are not as big or little or whatever, but they all have the same characteristics as far as they're honest and they all love you. No matter what happens, they, they all love you. Um, and so I think that's my favorite thing about it. So similar to dogs, though, because when I had somebody come work with me with my dog, mm -hmm. she said the same thing, all the same things that you're saying about it's right. the problem is always with the human. Right. Well, we try to domesticate everything. You know, as humans, we, we want everything to be ours. And, and in reality, horses were wild for, for hundreds of years, thousands of years before we, we got a hold of them. Um, and I tell my clients all the time. You know, my client base is 45-year-old women with money. That's typically what I deal with. Um, and I tell them, look, you can love your horse, but don't be in love with your horse. 
they need more assertiveness than they do compassion. There's a certain level of love that they require, but in nature, you don't see a horse hug another horse. Um, you don't see a horse feed a horse treats. It doesn't happen that way. Um, and so basically what I do is, at the very brass tacks of what I do, is I treat horses like horses would treat them. Um, I'm honest, I'm consistent, and I'm assertive. Um, and those three things, you'll never go wrong. If you do those three things, you'll always get a positive result out of a horse. What would you say your greatest challenge has been? In general or mm. just with Jet? In general. Um, in general, taking this, I mean, at 18 years old, you decide, I'm going to start doing this, and you transitioned, right, into your first experience to doing this. Yeah, uh, well, probably my greatest challenge has probably been my age. Um, I'm young. I look like I'm a lot younger than I am. Um, and so people, there's that no like trust factor with people. Um, and they tend to trust somebody who's a little older. Uh, and I get it. I, I understand that. Um, and so my challenge probably has, my greatest challenge has probably been my age. Um, I don't let it affect me. I don't, I don't make it known that, you know, I've got a chip on my shoulder or anything. But I think that if more people were accepting of my ability rather than my age, um, you know, you, you, you get what you pay for. You know, and when you come here, you're going to get a consistent integrity-based horse training, you know, uh, program. And um, sometimes that's hard for people to, to go, well, you're 26, you, you know, <laughs> you haven't been around long enough to, to do this, you know, but, you know, that's just something you have to deal with. Yeah, but I think that's someone teaching you patience. You know, I prayed for that once, and I'm not sure when I learned that lesson, but <laughs> I, I have plenty of opportunities to be patient in my life, plenty. I know. So. I, think, I think it's just coming back at you. But guess what? You're not going to have that problem for too long. No, you know, I, I've been pretty, pretty blessed, honestly. I, you know, I, I always tell people, you know, I, I get asked constantly, what do you do for work? And I tell them I don't have a job. You know, and they always want to know, well, what do you mean you don't have a job? And I tell them, look, I do what I love every single day. I wake up every morning. I get to come out here and feed a horse be around horses, ride horses, I get to talk to people, interact with them, I get to heal horses and stuff, and I don't have a job, you know, and, and that's their, their biggest, like, oh my God, he doesn't have a job, <laughs> you know, um, at 26, you know, and you should have a job, you should be working, and, and that over there is my job, but it's my passion, so. What have you learned about yourself from that? You know, um, Growing up with a family in a, in a family of cowboys, you know, and we, we ranch and, and we raise horses, and hard work has never been something that we shied away from. We didn't have a choice. Uh, and I think because of that, I've learned a lot of, like you said, patience. I've learned a lot of you got to do what you say you're going to do. You can't cheat success. You can't do it. Um, and based on that, I've just, I've really had to humble myself quite a bit. Um, at different areas of my life, um, and I think the biggest thing I've learned about myself is that I'm resilient. I'm tenacious. Um, you know, people want to say stubborn, but stubborn's a, a form of bad attitudes, and, and tenacity is not. Tenacity is, is a, a degree of being able to persevere that I think I've embodied pretty well, um, and that's just being raised by the men in my life that have taught me, look, these are your, these are your, your goals for the day, kill them. <laughs> You know, and so that's kind of what I, what I've learned. Okay, so in that same vein, uh, you know, to get people to act, I believe they need to envision it, ex you know, explore what it would take, and then execute a plan. Mm -hmm. So, 
Mr. Motivation, mm-hmm. what do you suggest if they if if they want to live their passion like you are? And I I know you're you feel very strongly about people getting out there and go to doing. work. There, go, there go is, to work, there but, is no, but no job, you just said. <laughs> go to work. There is, there is no shortcut. Um, there is no get rich quick. There is no overnight success. There's not going to happen for you. Um, Dave Ramsey will tell you he was a 10-year overnight success. It happens slowly, but it happens when you beat on your craft. You have got to get up every day and go to work. Whatever that work is to you, uh, if it's basket weaving or if it's painting or if it's making jewelry or if it's talking to people, whatever your passion is, you have to go to work on it. Um, you know, that horse over there, Jet, he's my passion. Not him personally, but horses are my passion. If I don't get up every day and come out here and be consistent and go to work, something will fail and it will be him because of my deficiencies. Um, and so I think the biggest thing, if I'm going to tell somebody, hey, get up and go get motivated about what you have to do, Go to work. You can make excuses all day long, but the excuses aren't going to get you to a lifestyle that you want to live. Um, you know, this morning, I shared a little story. This morning, I was dropping my fiance off at work, and we were on our way to church, okay? Um, and they called her and they said, Hey, we need you to come in early. And she said, Okay. So we didn't go to church, and we dropped her off at work. And I thought to myself, It's unacceptable. Not because needed her to be there, but because she is so much better at being a horsewoman than she is at making coffee, that she's letting a corporate company dictate when she gets to spend and how she gets to spend her time. And so I think that's the most important. Time is the most used up and wasted non-renewable resource we have. Every single second that you spend in your day will never be gained again. You have to really embody time is money. And don't chase a dollar. Don't do it. Because if you're chasing money, you'll never make enough. Something tells me, though, that your fiance is gaining skills that she's going to bring into your marriage and together you guys are, she'll be, because you're, you're traveling around the country. Oh yeah. And you're doing all different things. And oh, something yeah. tells me she's gonna be a part of that with you. She is, she runs my sound. She's the sound girl when we announce rodeos. Um, she's, she's my biggest cheerleader. She's my biggest supporter. She, you know, she really, when I met her, um, I, I hadn't even talked to her yet. And I saw her and I said, yep, I'm gonna marry that woman. Um, and be, it's because that she's just the most graceful you know, easygoing woman I've ever met, and I'm pretty high strung, so I need somebody to level me out sometimes. Um, and she, she's got some people skills, and she, she learns whatever she's doing there is God's purpose for her right now, but um, it's frustrating for me to see people have a passion and be good at it and not, patience, you know, patience, and there patience. you go, there, there's where it is, you know. <laughs> I see that, it's, it's yeah. screaming for me, I get it. I know, it. it's, I get it's it. extremely frustrating, and it's one of those things that I have to, constantly take deep breaths. I just saw a change in your whole body language too. Yes, I get that. Mm. All right. So listen, I know you have a lot of powerful thoughts. What final thought would you like to leave everybody with today? Probably that quitting my job was the most wonderful, scariest thing I've ever done. Um, I quit a full-time job where I was guaranteed broke to go work on horses um, with an even bigger margin for error and a bigger separation from comfortability and and eating ramen every day. Um, Even cowboys eat ramen? You know, cowboys (laughs) eat a lot of things. If it'll feed them, they'll eat it. Um, But that was probably the biggest challenge for me was, okay, I'm going to quit my job. And I got sick for two days. I was sick about it. 
Um, but, you know, I've made more money this month than I've made in the last three months put together. And I'm on track to double my income every month until December. So, you know, you said something that just really hit me is you, you were sick over it for two days. You know, I've talked about that because, as you know, we're on this 50 state tour. Mm -hmm. And before I left, before my crew arrived on Monday, the, that weekend before, I, for those two days, I was physically sick. Mm -hmm. Like, and I said, joking around with my family, but I mean, I looked a wreck and I said, I have a sickness. I have a sickness. <laughs> I mean, my, I was quivering and I was, but once they got here and, and it was time to go, I was fine. What do you have to say about moving through fear? We have an emotional connection to money. We have an emotional connection to our vehicles. We have an emotional connection to our families. We have an emotional connection to our dogs. You have to be able to control your emotions. Fear doesn't exist. Fear is, is made up. Danger is very real, but fear is, a, is an emotion. And if you can control those emotions, then you can control the outcome. Which all comes from your, your it's, mind It's and mind your over matter. That's choice. all it is. I agree. You make a choice every day to either be afraid or you make a choice to be tenacious and go forward and, and, and kill whatever it is that's in front of you and crush your goals and, and move forward. Um, but I, I would say that that's probably it. Control your emotions. You can tr control the outcome of any situation. Mr. Skip Ransom, how can people find you online? Uh, Facebook page, you can find me at Skip Ransom. Um, I also have a, a fan page, Skip Ransom, professional rodeo announcer. Um, and then Instagram is uh, Ransom Skip. Uh, and I'm going to make you a part of our private group, too, so people can reach out to you there. Very good. Well, I appreciate okay. that. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having us in. Now, you know I'm doing something I've never done before <laughs> in each of the 50 states. Yeah. And I hear that you're going to teach me how to lasso a dummy steerhead. Well, we're actually just going to have you ride jet um, today. We're just going to have you Are get you on serious? jet. Yeah, you're going to ride jet around. I'm going to help you. But cranky you're jet? Ride. Oh, he's not cranky. He's just having a hard time over there right now. He's just breaking things. That's all right. <laughs> but yeah, you're going to get on jet. So let's go get him ready to go for you guys. You just watched him throw a fit. Right. I did, and you know, I, I was on a horse before, and it wasn't a great experience, so, but I'm gonna trust you. Jet's, a, Jet's a one of those horses that, um, he understands the difference between down there and up here. Now, we've done a good job at whatever we've done on the ground, we've brought to the back of the horse, um, and that's something that is extremely important. Um, you know, you, whatever you start down here, whatever your base is, has to become the roof too, so you have a complete structure. Um, and so we, we build from the bottom up, and people always ask me, do I break horses? And I tell them, no, I build horses. I don't break anything. Um, so, now you know he's not gonna kill you, okay? Well, I know he's not gonna kill you. He's not gonna kill you either, he understands. Okay. So you're gonna get on him, okay. um, and, and you have the option. You can either ride him by yourself, or, I can lead him around, doesn't matter. Just taking care of you, being nice, walking for you. My heart's beating fast. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I have come to be known as the 50 states in 90 days lady, a concept that is unfathomable to most. If you would like me to come speak at your event about how to envision, 
explore and execute a plan, or how to create a life that is more exciting or more meaningful. You can find me at MotivateMePodcast.com. And the world keeps turning and I just keep moving along.